This Best of the Torch Report was recorded January 11th, 2023. Please click like, subscribe, and enjoy. Good morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here on another wild Whimsical Wednesday, friends, today will be a wise Wednesday. Torch Report 279, cracking the cult of collective, peeling back the layers of illusion and examining the intentions that are hidden within their collective language. But first, before we get to the substantive, forgive me, friends, because I have to indulge my inner conspiracy theorist and scratch that itch, if you know what I mean. There was an article out today uh, about Biden keeping classified documents in his, uh, you know, all, you know, documents from his Ukrainian exploits. They're they're keeping them in his private, you know, NGO and all this kind of stuff. And the article had a picture on it. And it was a picture like Biden, like, oh, oh, geez, I don't know what I did. By the way, friends, if you're listening on a uh, podcast platform, you can't see that picture. You can't get all the goodies unless you go to thetorchreport.com. Go to the thetorchreport.com and check it out so you can see and take a good hard look and note the picture of Joe Biden, this cover picture from a national publication. There are links in the article. Uh, Just note the earlobe on the left side of the picture. That would be Joe Biden's right earlobe. Now, uh, looking at that picture, it's a current picture. Let's mosey on over to the White House website for the official Presidente portrait of Joe Biden and have a look there and look at that smiling, grinning schmuck. Uh, and what do you see? Matchy match. You know, the earlobe on the left looks the same. Now, again, uh, lest you think I'm crazy, you know, let me just point out the fact here that Joe Biden's right earlobe is attached on the White House website and in that recent article. But, but, uh, oh, I did put one more official shot in there. Joe's looking all cool and he's taking a selfie with a couple of old ladies. Anyway, uh, but for a second there, I was a little concerned because I know there's all those pictures of of uh, old Joe and, and Brock and they were BFFs back in the day and there's a lot of pictures of them together and it seems like last time I checked, oh, wait a minute. Now that's right. You know, I saw... <laughs> I don't even know how to how to explain this because I could be completely crazy, but there's just something that seems a little bit different about the pictures of Joe Biden and Barack Obama than the pictures that are, are more current of him. And so I put a few of them in there and it seems like something, again, just a little bit off, you know, take a look, you know, old Joe and Barack, you know, Barack and Joe, holy smokes. And if you didn't notice, you know, I know that's it. I'm absolutely sure of it. That is Definitely not the same ear. Joe Biden, when he's hanging out with Barack Obama, had nice floppy dangling earlobes. Joe Biden on the current White House website and in more recent press articles does not. His earlobes are attached. So, you know, it's it's. You know, one earlobe is attached, the other is not, and that's not the same ear. Just check it out. Now you see it. You know, now you don't. A couple more pictures in there, friends. It's a pretty cool party trick, huh? You know, you could try it yourself. Just run some searches and look at some images. Uh, Though I strongly suggest not trying to explain this to anyone or what it might actually mean, nor uh, the implications of what it might mean. And I'm not going to try to either. So just moving on, I thank you for your patience and hope you enjoy the ride. Now, all aboard! because things are moving quickly. And just to make sure that we're tracking the right trajectory here, I want to backtrack a little bit and connect a few dots to what's happening in the news today. 
all the hype around the 8,000 plus flights that are being grounded, uh, that were grounded. I think they're getting back up in the air now, but the FFA had a system outage. The failure of the NOTAM system uh, raised my brow for a few different reasons. One, because we just looked at the globalist prediction that a highly disruptive cyber attack targeting U.S. critical infrastructure was likely imminent. That was two days ago. And Monday, Torch Report 277, chaos prevails when justice fails. And for whatever reason, you know, that makes the timing of this highly suspect. So two days ago, we're looking at the uh, highly disruptive cyber attack to critical infrastructure. I would say that, you know, the FFA system is a critical infrastructure. And what just happened? Hmm. Two weeks ago, the second thing I'd like to point out is that in Torch Report 270, some astounding connections, I was looking uh, at all the travel chaos that was going on around the holidays and linking that to the behavioral change and the adaptation agenda. They don't want all the peasants hopping on a plane and going out and seeing the world, right? Uh, That... Somehow, mysteriously, there, you know, there were these unexpected connections and in digging into that behavioral change and adaptation agenda that, that linked to the Vatican and the Masonic Lodge and stuff like that. I think, what the heck? How did I come to that? That's not what I was looking for, but there it was. And that was the hub and spoke and this and that. Anyway, the third thing to point out here is that while the White House is out claiming that there's no evidence that this was a cyber attack, at least not at this point, people everywhere are glued to the tube. What's going on? You know, nothing unites a nation quite like a national travel quagmire, you know. Notably, friends, this chaos seems to be drowning out the fact that Joe Biden had an illegal stash of classified documents from back in the Burisma days, uh, which is more than just a little embarrassing. It's like, oh, gosh, you know, now what's the DOJ going to do? Because, you know, Merrick Garland, he's the epitome of justice. And if they went and raided the the Mar-a-Lago because Trump had classified documents, what are they going to do to Biden? I don't know. As an interesting side note, friends, um, there's something pointing out here. I, I don't really care about nothing's going to happen with the classified documents. Nothing's going to happen with Burisma. We've, it's been documented at length. We know that the shady shenanigans were there, the quid quo pro Joe and all of that. Okay. Uh, nothing's going to happen. It's just smoke and mirrors. It's political theater. There are uh, some people pointing out This is just a side note here, kind of a a worthy aside. The DOJ and the FFA are spending more money on the woke progressive agenda and promoting racial equality and, and, and inclusion, environmental justice then they are upgrading their vulnerable and outdated system. So in, in this in this whole thing about all the flights being grounded and the you know the FFA system outage, people are saying, well, look, you know, you're you're doing all this stuff to to advance racial equity and and support undeserved underserved communities, but what are you doing to to keep the grid safe from a cyber attack? That's all good stuff. It's it's worth pointing out, and it does point directly to the larger overarching agenda. In reality. The woke globalist agenda has long been integrated into U.S. domestic policy, literally transforming every American agency from the inside out by changing the language that they use. And here's why I want to kind of get into it a little bit, because if you change the language, then you change the focus and where the focus goes, the energy flows. Thus, by changing the language, which is a commie tactic. It's, it's ideological subversion. When you change the language, that, that new ideology takes root and the mental worm of woke wording begins to infect the minds of middle management. 
and it works its way into daily affairs. They, they, they put it into the leadership training, this new way of talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and whatever, blah, blah. And then pretty soon, the whole workforce is woke, and the whole world becomes much more inclusive, you know? What could possibly go wrong? The thing is, when you control the language, you control the focus. When you control the focus, you control the mind. When you control the mind, you control the masses. And that's exactly what they're doing right now. This is a well-known, well-documented, scientific, irrefutable fact that the global cabal is using and infusing with weaponized AI, algorithmic social interventions, etc. Anyway, uh, another interesting article that stood out to me today was this article over at thehill.com. The uh, feckless liberal beltway rag, which posited the fact that average everyday Americans no longer believe that the Supreme Court is impartial. Hmm, go figure. The Supreme Court's not. What, what, what do you mean? You know, as if that's a news flash. But listen to their language here. And I quote from the hill.com. Never in recent history, perhaps, have so many Americans viewed the Supreme Court as fundamentally partisan. Public approval of the nine justice panel stands near historic lows. Declining faith in the institution seems rooted in a growing concern that the high court is deciding cases on politics rather than law. Pause. How about those uh, diversity uh, <laughs> hires? Oh, I'm going to continue on. Public support for the high court sank swiftly last summer in response to Dobbs v. Jackson's Women's Health Organization, a landmark ruling that revoked a constitutional right to abortion, period, end quote. Friends, it's maddening. It's so maddening for so many reasons. I just have to take a step back. I want to scream because you're wrong, life. But logically speaking, all of this also connects directly to what we've been talking about. If you recall, we were just talking about the Carnegie Foundation and their, in, their map for international protests, and their, their map for international protests was showing anti-government protests in America, not because of the rampant political corruption and blatant electoral fraud, but because of the Supreme Court's ruling to, uh, to, to put abortion rights back to the state, to return abortion rights back to the state. And that... Uh, that... <laughs> <laughs> See, and talking, man, we're just talking about that. Now seeing it out there on the Hill today, and they're talking about this is, you know, people don't trust the court anymore, and it's because of Dobbs v. Jackson. B.S. What we know is that this NGO, this globalist foundation, is in bed with the global cabal, as we documented. And do you think that it's just a coincidence that this NGO, this globalist NGO, is saying there's you know, all this you know, anti-government protest in America is because of women's rights? And then today we see in the liberal media, the mainstream, lamestream media, the very same thing, that this is, you know, this is because of the women's rights. No, that's not why people don't trust the court. They don't trust the court because they're a bunch of biased bastards. Ah, like I've been saying, friends, you know, the, the pace continues to accelerate, the pace of chaos, and the quadripartite is coming for us all, and they'll be picking us apart one sustainable appliance at a time, but we got to zoom out here, zoop, way out, because yesterday 
we discussed the globalist theory of change, which revealed the nefarious CCA, the Clean Cooking Alliance. Not to be taken lightly, friends. This is a global effort to control how we cook our food. You know, what's more intimate and personal than how we cook our food? Do you want gas? Do you want electric? Do you want charcoal? You want to smoke it in the Traeger? What? You know, it doesn't matter what you want to do, peasant. You're going to cook your food the way they say you're going to cook your food. And today, I want to draw your attention to the CAC, not the CCA, but the CAC, the Climate Action Council. Remember how we were talking about all the councils and the Council of Councils? Now, today we're going to talk about the Climate Action Council of New York, which recently released a rather remarkable 445-page scoping plan. That's what they call it, the scoping plan to drive critical electrification and to secure climate justice. A 445-page scoping plan to drive electrification and secure climate justice? Wow, they're going to make the world a better place. I bet they even keep people safe. Never mind the fact that electrification of society is an outright sham. Uh, Tune in, if you will, my friends, to the words climate justice. Who gets to define what climate justice is? Well, I mean, at some point, it's probably going to be turned over to the Supreme Court justices to decide what climate justice is, right? And in theory, within this framework, the fate of the entire planet might eventually come down to the opinion of just one single justice, the one who either dissents or not. Does that make sense where I'm going with this? There are many things that we could extrapolate from this. One single justice might decide the entire fate of our planet by either uh, either condoning or, you know, completely scrapping this climate justice initiative. But what I want to point out here is that the entire course of history often changes with the conviction and choice of a single individual. And we all have convictions and choices, you know, the power of choice. And by, by extension, we could all change the course of history. Now, individual convictions and choices are entirely subjective. Being as varied and diverse as the infinite complexity of human nature is. So that's just kind of a fact that, you know, we overlook a lot of times, but it's there. Justices, Supreme Court justices or otherwise, they're humans too. Which is why everybody already knows that they have their own implicit bias. Nobody in their right mind, except for all of the useful idiots in the world, believe that the Supreme Court is unbiased. B.S. Nobody thinks that. Because, you know, implicit bias, just our own personal subjective opinions, is part, it's an inescapable aspect of human nature. Now, the majority of the public defers their personal opinions to the court on a lot of things, incorrectly assuming that these individuals are somehow exalted and objective, which they are not, if we just allow logic to prevail there. But when they, they make decisions on their own biased interpretations of the language, when the Supreme Court makes their own biased interpretations of the language that is in front of them, there's always going to be people who disagree. So when we're talking about climate justice and social justice, there's always going to be people who disagree. But to the cult of collective, that does not matter. You are not allowed to disagree. If you do disagree, you are wrong. If you disagree, you are a threat to peace and stability. If you disagree, you are a threat to public health and safety. If you disagree, you are a threat to democracy. If you disagree, you are in fact a lesser human being, at least in the twisted minds of the cult of collective. 
There is no mutual respect in the cult of collective. There is only coercion and compliance. Those who cannot be coerced and those who refuse to comply must be expelled from the collective, ostracized, chastised, and eventually eliminated. Because even once they're ousted, the rebels are a reminder that the collective is nothing more than an illusion. It is a delusion. It's a delusional cult that exists only in the diseased minds, the hive mind. Okay? Where is this collective, the, the logical mind might ask? Well, it's only in the mind. The collective is only in language. The collective is only in the illusion. Does the concept exist? Why, yes, yes, it does, but only in the mind and only in the illusion. And there are many, many ramifications that stem from this reality, friends. And again, I mean, you could go, I could go off on the philosophical uh, tangent here, but I'm not going to because what cannot be emphasized enough is that this infectious mental disease, the hive mind, the collective cult is in fact the driving force behind the Agenda 2030, the Great Reset and the whole bit. Look at the language and you will see that the same exact patterns are embedded everywhere from U.S. policy to state policy to global policy. This agenda is being driven by the collective and their singular objective is to rule us all because they believe they have to, because they obsessively seek to do just that. They mean to be good masters, but they mean to be our masters. Friends, be your own master. You know, justice just like beauty, is in the eye of the beholder. And the good news is the globalists have meticulously outlined for us exactly what they think justice look like, looks like. And of course, it should come as no surprise that in the eyes of the globalists, justice looks exactly like communism. That's because they're a bunch of freaking commies, and the commies are taking over the world! And that's the why China is said to be a role model for the rest of us. Okay? With that in mind, friends, I want to pull one more embarrassing headline about the sock puppet Joe Biden into the conversation today. Biden's out there currently making a mockery of America at the uh, Three Amigos Summit, Tres Amigos, uh, down there in Mexico City, a.k.a. the North American Leaders Summit, along with the, quote, expansion of the successful public-private partnership model, uh, end quote. You know, along with this consolidation of power and money and control with public-private partnerships, the Tres Amigos, Bumbling Biden, W.E.F. Bro, Blackface Trudeau, and El Chapo Lopez Obrador claim they are committed to combating the climate crisis. They're going to combat the climate crisis by shoving more socialist solutions down the throats of an unsuspecting public. Here's the headline. Uh, it comes from Fox News. It says, Biden challenged by Mexico president on his forgetfulness during the North American Leaders Summit. Now, friends, if you're tempted to think that Mexican Presidente Andres Manuel López Obrador was making a passing swipe at Biden's mockable cognitive decline, you would be wrong. Here's Obrador's comment. He says, and I quote, this is the moment for us to determine to do away with the, this abandonment, with this disdain, and this forgetfulness for Latin America and the Caribbean. He says to Biden, you hold the key in your hand, end quote. <clears throat> now, what key might that be? 
money, of course. I mean, how are you going to, you know, show that you're not abandoning, you're not forgetting about, you're not disdaining the Central American countries? Well, you got to give them more money. I mean, it's the only thing. To which Biden responds, well, hey, we share a common vision for the future, grounded in common values. And my friends, just to refresh, this is coming, of course, from the common agenda of the global cabal. And it is a poignant example of the collective hive mind, because do we really share a common vision? Hell no, we do not share a common vision. That is not reality. That is an illusion. And it would be uh, rightly considered a lie to say that we have a common vision, except the fact that the cult of the collective believes this language with utter conviction. Now, friends, I just, I'm noticing here, I'm going to go just a little bit long, just a few minutes long today, but this, this whole illusion that's built along the, uh, around the language, that is what they believe. And so in their minds, they're not lying. They're, they're telling you what they believe is true. And the point I want to make here is that global socialism, which is the goal of the Agenda 2030, inevitably pits developed nations against the third world countries. This is something that's been, it's been threaded through a lot of conversations, but I want to really emphasize it here for just a moment. Because, you know, even though the term third world countries is now deemed to be disparaging and racist, you know, we are in the age of woke equality. And it does not exist. You know, you must realize the cult of collective is global in nature. And the majority of national leaders have been infected with the hive mind. Leaders of developing nations are now evaluating geopolitical circumstances, not through the lens of logic, if they ever did. But now they are evaluating geopolitical circumstances through the delusions of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And they seek fairness. And they seek equality above all else, completely ignoring reality, the reality that neither one of those exists, and demanding you know, the, 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 the bulk of nation, nations, nation states, na- uh, global leaders, okay? They're demanding that global councils, the Council of Councils, do more to level the playing field. To wit, my friends, the UN Sustainable Development Goal 10 actually aims to reduce inequality among countries. This is an excerpt from uh, the 2019 SDG Progress Report, I think makes the point. And it says, governance reforms which are being negotiated by the uh, International Monetary Fund and the World Bank, you know, they're trying to address the fact that developing countries have just over 40% of voting rights, even though they represent 75% of the nations, okay? Uh, You can see that it's not fair. It's not fair that 75% of the countries don't get 75% of the say, in other words. And do not underestimate the ego of national leaders. I don't care if it's, you know, they're the national leader of Nairobi or some small, you know, uh, obscure state. They are still, they're the leader. Respect my authority. And this is, this is, uh, this is international democracy. You know, they believe with sincere and unshakable conviction that they deserve more money. They deserve more say. They are the ones who are suffering from the systemic racism, racism and injustices of the international systems. They are the ones who are the disproportionate victims of the climate crisis that's being driven by unsustainable Western lifestyles. And that's just not fair. That's why the global cabal, the head of the collective, has to destroy all aspects of our existing society to make the world more equitable and fair. It's a global redistribution of wealth. They can tear down the few strong countries much faster than they can build up the rest. It's more efficient and economical. This, my friends, is global democracy. The cabal will make sure that everyone pays their fair share at 
the global level and make sure that everyone, especially the developed nations, do their part to secure a sustainable future, including by abandoning the considerable fossil fuel infrastructure that supports modern life and... In the words of U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres, he says failure to do so would amount to moral and economic madness. Moral and economic madness. If we don't go along with their insanity, it amounts to moral and economic madness. While sane individuals are quick to point out the insanity of it all, friends, their logic is entirely lost on the cult of the collective. These people are insane, and right now they're winning the game. Their decade of action aims to mobilize everyone everywhere in order to create an unstoppable collective force that seeks to conquer us all. Friends, ironically, for the sake of the collection, collective, <laughs> we cannot let that happen. Resist, we must. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time. Find that little heart. It's on the Substack app if you're not on the website get the app you know click that little heart give me some love uh, subscribe if you have not subscribed already don't forget you can support this publication please help support this publication by joining the patriot club and above all else the greatest honor of all of course is if you share this podcast with everyone you know get out there and embrace this wild whimsical way soon